Today, we're going to find out what wines to have for summer 2024. I'm Jason. And I'm Trent, and we're from The Wind Up. We're here to provide you an unfiltered, unapologetically unprofessional journey of wine. And our slogan here is, drink, drink more, more, try more, more, learn more, and don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. So, Trent, thoughts of the week, what have you been thinking about? Thoughts of the week is based on my recent trip to Hong Kong. And on my recent trip to Hong Kong, um, I wanted to look for a certain type of wine that you've been craving, and that is a red burgundy. Oh, yes. Haven't had that. Yeah. And the reason I went to Hong Kong because it's tax-free there, um, great range, um, because tax-free is also cheaper as well. So I thought I'll try and search out some red burgundies. But having never really kind of explored um, burgundy pinots before, um, I found it quite overwhelming in the sense that it's one of those i don't know those things that just you kind of pull a string and then it unravels and you pull more that keeps unraveling even more and they just feel completely overwhelmed on what to buy which region which sub-region which producer yeah which crew grand crew premier crew so many dimensions so many dimensions so what i took from that one is that there's just so much still to learn and I felt that I needed some form of, I guess, reference to kind of go back to uh, and hence my thought around what books I need to look for. And the one that I kind of um, kind of searched for online was around, you know, Jancis Robinson yep. uh, and Hugh Johnson's World Wine Atlas. Okay. So I thought maybe that's the right one. But I wanted to kind of um, ask you as well, have you looked at any? No, I have to admit, I've always looked at the wine books, but I've never actually bought one myself. Yeah. Uh, they often seem really thick. And <laughs> the ones I see is they've got illustrations of the grapes, so I'm, I'm not too interested. But no, what, what wine? So did you buy it? Uh, I didn't buy it, but I was looking on Amazon. I'm very tempted because I felt like back in the old days, you look at an encyclopedia and kind of search up different things, try and learn as an authoritative type of thing. And yeah, everyone knows how good Jancis is as well, but I'm also a bit worried about I think she started at Oxford or Cambridge or something like that. This could be, again, really thick, a big, yeah. a big read. But I wanted to have a, a quick reference guide to go, okay, yes. for Burgundy, what area, what region, what do I need to buy? Yep. It's good. Um, I did find a few that I sent over to you, um, but you opted out. I think the three that I found was um, three domain Romani Contis. One was oh, a right. 2005 yeah, yeah. that had a bargain price of $50,000. Bargain. The 1990 50, Aussie, 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 right. and the 1990 is 48,000, and the 1983, which was an absolute steal for $36,000. You're saying per bottle or per, per bottle? Per oh bottle, my gosh, per bottle. Yep. So I don't know why. I think you prefer having a, a roof over your head rather than a few bottles of wine. Yeah. I don't know. I did my job. Yes. But yeah, you can you can buy a couple of cars for that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Right. So that's my thought of the week and yours? Mine mine was exploring different wines and, and varieties. And it's one of the varieties that we're gonna have today is a is a semillon. Yeah. And I have to say I haven't had much semillon, probably probably had it twice in my life. Yeah. And each time was in Hunter Valley. Do you have much semillon? No. The only time that I had it was when I shared that Tasted like beer when I had the uh, the pork ramen. Yeah, and I said I want to try more aged semillon, and thank you for bringing some today for us to try. We're go- we're gonna get to try some, but I, I was thinking if because well, we're based in New South Wales, Australia, yeah. and and Hunter Valley is probably mm. the biggest wine region here. 
And Semyon and Hunter Valley seem like they're joined at the hip. Synonymous, right? With each yeah, other. it's it's the variety to have if you're going from Hunter. But I thought it was Shiraz. I always think Australian oh. everyday Shiraz. I always hear Semyon. And, and so I yeah. thought I need to know more. Why haven't I had it? I'm typically having the, the really mm. common ones, right? The ones that are more popular, mm. your Cab Savs, your Chardonnays, your Rieslings, mm. etc. But what what is special about the Semyon? And, and I found out that the Semyon is meant to be a mix between a Shardy in terms mm-hmm. of its body yeah. and a Sav Blanc in terms of the citrus yeah. flavors. Okay. Does that describe it based on how? I think it describes it, but also I think it's also different between a young Semyon and an aged Semyon as well. Yes, and, and that's... That seems to be a lot of where the interest comes from. So, uh, the real review, Juan Hook. Juan Hook, is that it? That's how. Have you have you heard of him? Juan Hook. Juan Hook. You I say like Juan like he's a. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I was thinking like a, a Spanish kind of uh, kind oh, of oh, Juan, Juan, Juan 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 Hook. Hook, Mister Hook. I'll call you that. Right, I was I was reading a few of his articles trying to describe Semyon in, yeah. in Hunter Valley. Yeah. And he says the three things that are key about yeah. it is, one, it tastes good at any age. So to your point around mm. it's a good wine yeah. to age between one to 20 years, yeah. throughout that range, actually yeah. the flavor profile changes. Yeah. But in each 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 age, it's it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, the other one that he was talking about is it's it's also good because it's low in alcohol, mm. <laughs> so you can have a fair bit of it. Awesome. And then the third one is because the flavors aren't too bold, it's a great wine to pair because it's yeah. never going to overpower uh, yeah. your, the food that you have. So I was, I was thinking, gosh, all those three factors sound fantastic. Why shouldn't I have more? Sounds like a good all rounder. It's an all rounder. Yeah. Um, a bit of a Steve Wall. A bit of a Steve. Wall. <laughs> you and your cricket kind of uh, linkages. Yes, uh, yeah. Steve Wall is an all rounder. Yeah. Again, again, showing the age, but also showing the, the yeah. Australian heritage yeah. here. Um, the, the thing that makes it good in Hunter is is meant to be the fact that Semyon works well on yeah. old sandy riverbeds, and, okay. and that's what's in Hunter apparently. So. Uh, those are a few things I thought I wanted to share. I think I encourage everyone to try a Semillon. We're going to try one today. Uh, but that's what I was thinking about. And if we think about wines that you've been having, Trent, what have you been drinking? Uh, again, back to my trip to Hong Kong. Uh, we uh, stayed in Hong Kong and we visited my wife's cousin there. And he likes to collect his wine. I don't know whether he knows that much still exploring wine as well and um he had a 2011 lynch barge which is a bordeaux okay um that he brought out to kind of pair with a prime rib mm-hmm. that he had which is a bit like for me it felt a little bit like a roast beef yeah um so had the the roast beef or the prime rib with the lynch barge again on on the color was beautiful that kind of ruby purpley um type of color on the nose the black fruits came through but for me the length was a bit lacking mm. it kind of did its job but then kind of then fizzled and died away mm. so i think for me it was like six or seven out of ten corkscrews um but it was still good to have that kind of age bordeaux like 12 years yeah still still pretty time. damn good how 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 much was it do, do you recall the price i don't know the price um i think i know shatter shatter lynch barge when he bought it i don't know probably and a bit of a, around 100 Aussie probably. Right. Yeah, because it's pretty good value, no no tax. 
yeah, it's not thirty six thousand dollars, which is which no, is a good thing. No, no. All right. I'm waiting. I'm still waiting for you to kind of buy that one. We can share it on the podcast. <laughs> we need more sponsorship. If we can get some sponsors, anyone free to sponsor us, yeah, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and and that's the wine of the week. Let's jump to the topic, which is about summer 2024 in Australia. It is heating up. It's spring. It's summertime madness. It's summertime (laughs) madness. We were listening to a bit of that just prior to this getting in the zone. Uh, It's spring right now, but very soon it's going to turn summer. And in Australia, the heat is high, record-setting temperatures because of the heat. We need to get prepared for summer. And, And when we think of summer... Well, what's the what's the things that you think about about Australian um, summer? Beach, sunscreen, yep. um, cricket, uh, yeah, water, barbecues, having fun. Yes, the beach and the, the Wind Up podcast. Enjoying listening to the Wind Up podcast while on a beach. That's that's a great idea. That's a great pairing in <laughs> that's itself. A great pairing. <laughs> but but it is in Australia. It's beach, yeah. barbecues, yeah. cricket, etc. Yeah. But the at the beach. Uh, the images we get are of, of budgie smugglers and people in speedos. When's the last time you wore a pair of budgie smugglers? It's the other day. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I thought it was dead. I was going to say in Australia, lots of people actually don't wear that, but apparently Trent still does. <laughs> Watch out for Trent's it's okay. budgies. Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's all right. right. You just feel a bit uncomfortable around me when I'm wearing them. Yeah. No, that's all. Don't, don't, I try to avoid you at those times. Yeah. Do you ever think about grapefruits as well for summer? <laughs> I, do, I love the grapefruit t-shirt that you have on shirt that you have on yeah. it's fantastic yeah. and uh, palm trees apparently and, and, and palm trees with the heat and the beach I've got to say most of my time in Australian summers has been having a beer yeah I think I need I need something cool something crisp um, Tilly's I've, I've gone Foster's. I've gone through so many but there's a lot of summer lagers coming out and summer ales ales yeah a bit more floral a bit more light yeah uh, but I thought, why aren't we having? Why aren't I having more wines? Why? So, why not? I say exactly. And <laughs> <laughs> we we need to be exploring what wines to have, and so that's what we wanted to talk about today. What are some wines that we can have for summer twenty twenty four? And so I might start off first with with a wine that yeah. I, I chose a wine, and and Trent had chosen a wine. Kind of thinking about the the journeys and trends that are happening now. I mentioned it earlier, it was a Semillon, and, and you were the inspiration for that. So if we hold it to the camera, it's a Tyrell's Vat 1 Semillon, Tyrell's Vat 1 Semillon from Hunter Valley 2016. And I found this, I found this for a bargain. It's typically $110 and first choice liquor. Fifty-five dollars. So, uh, what did you 50, do? Fifty 50% off. There was a combination of they were doing a sale and further discounts on that day. Wow! So, absolute bargain to try it. But the inspiration was actually you. Mm-hmm. You'd mentioned previously that you tried a Tyrrell's Semillon that was aged, and it tasted like beer. Yeah. And so I thought, look, if I'm always having beer during the summertime in Australia. Let's try an aged Semillon and uh, and see if it's similar. Cool. So we've got it in front of us. Let's talk about the eyes, the nose, and the mouth. So on the eyes, how would you describe this trend? Uh, pale. I'll say that. Um, pale, greenish, yellow. For more on the green green side. It's more on the green side. Yeah, yeah. completely agree. Yeah, I know. Just by sight, again, feels like it could be quite light. But I know with a Semillon, it has that kind of chardonnay body you kind of talked about so 
on the nose it's interesting it's got a very mm. it's got a very it's like a a cookie bready kind of yeasty kind of flavor and then and then a bit of i get champagne kind of smells coming through yeah but not as fresh when you say yeasty maybe yeah what are you smelling yeah it's it's overpowering kind of dough yeast it's not sit Citrus. It's not. It is more kind of subdued. Uh, yeah. It is a bit more kind of on the nose. A bit more kind of the medium. There's no sweetness there at all. No. But I, I do enjoy the scent. To be honest, it's a bit different. It's a bit. It's a bit biscuity. A bit, a bit cookie crumb for me. Biscuity, but it feels like it's. It's not sweet. Yeah. It's more of a dry. Yes. But it's not fresh sharp citrus fruits no which which is interesting because at the start the semion uh from the notes the semion's meant to be like a sav blanc citrusy lime lemon mm. so let's let's give it a taste okay. um and and see what the flavor profile is like because it's aged this is 2016 16. so so nine years is that right no that's uh seven years good stuff <laughs> had a few too many already mm. Mm. I do get I do get a nice acidity in regards to it. And that citrus, the length of it, I can feel the citrus coming through mm. on the on the flavor profile. I, I can also can just feel that kind of the tannins kind of in the mid palate as well. Mm. Kind of coming through and for a white as well. For a white, that's interesting. So it's got the texture there. Mm. Yeah, I, it's I, a heavier body when they say it's like a shardy. Mm. It's a heavier body. I still get that yeasty flavor with it as well, which but, isn't bad. But it has that, yeah, rounded. I don't want to say it has a kind of like a creaminess to it. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which sometimes you say that with a shardy as yeah. well, right? But it's not that butteriness. So I don't know whether it has oak or anything like that. But yeah, creamy. Does that have a hint of fruit? Um, it's not cooked fruits. It's still that slight sharpness to it, but has a texture of the tannins in the mid palate, which is um, mm, very. That, that finish is nice. It's nice. It's very nice. It's, nice. It's, it's hanging out. It's at the it's at the beach, just chilling. Yeah. What are the tasting notes on this one? Do you say? Yeah. So so let me read a few of the tasting notes. So. Um, lightly crushed and pressed with a relatively cool fermentation. It's got mineral because it's had time on lees. Uh, it's an inviting nose of citrus and a palate that is the perfect midpoint between power and elegance. Mm. The Vat One fruit power is balanced by its delicate yet crisp acid profile, resulting in a seamless wine with a clean finish. Clean finish, yes. I, I do like it. It's very different. Well, it's not very different. It's kind of familiar, but it's a it's a mismatch of different wines that I've had. I, I yeah. get that acidity. I like the finish. Nothing's really overpowering, which I like. Yeah. So it feels quite balanced. Yeah, uh, that's good. It's a good one. I, I enjoy it. Now imagine yourself at the beach, having a bit of this. It, uh, something I did want to say is interestingly, the notes were also saying a more aged wine you should serve at like a room temperature. Yeah. The younger one's cooler. Mm. This is probably close to room temperature at yeah. this stage. I'm interested to try it um, 
quite cool. But you're at the beach, you're having a that oh. one semion, and you're thinking, what corkscrew am I rating this? What are you thinking? I'm at the mm. beach, Bondi, maybe not Bondi, too crowded somewhere else, having this that one. Here the seagulls, fish and chip. Fish and chips has to be. Fish and chips will go spectacularly with yes. it. Yeah. It's a good, I can get, I get why it's a good wine for pairing. I'm like seven, eight out of 10. I'll give it eight out of 10. Mm. If I had fish and chips, it'll be definitely eight out of 10. Yep. Beautiful. Yep. Bit of tartar sauce. Crisp. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine it. Perfect. So you're beer going- and fish and chips. That's what it is. Yes, and that I guess when you're thinking about beer, there's there's quite a fair bit of yeastiness coming yeah, through in that. Yeah, that does make sense. So eight eight out of ten corks. Yeah, eight out of ten. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Look, I I really enjoy the wine. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have more if I can get it at a similar price point. Yeah. Um, when I think of summer butt, I think of something that's a bit more sweeter. Yeah. A bit fruitier. Like I was talking about those summer ales. A lot of those are very yeah. floral, fruity now. Yeah. Uh, just really, really easy to drink. This this is easy to drink, but it's not exactly what I was thinking about summer. Mm. I, I, if I'm not linking it to summer, I'll give it an eight out of yeah, ten. Yeah, that's what screws. I'm judging on the wine by itself, not judging, judging yeah. in terms of okay. But if, but if we're thinking about summer, I'd probably go seven. I want something fresher and lighter. Yes, yeah. But, yeah. Th- but then, if I was having fish and chips on the beach, this would be it, go it perfectly works. right. I think it's got to be an eight. It's one for all occasions. It's Steve Wall, like you if, said. If you had a Riesling, which would be great by itself, we have a Riesling with fish and chips on the beach, then it doesn't work, I don't think. Powering. No, I completely agree. All right, there we go. The, the Steve Wall vines or the Mark Wall vines. The Steve Wall Who else do you know? Uh, Shane Warne. Shane Warne is not an all-rounder, no. Ian Healy. Ian Healy, no, he's a no. keeper. Alan Border. Alan Border, no. Yeah, okay, let's move on. Obviously, <laughs> I don't know the all-rounders, I don't think. There was a fast bowler, Shane Watson. Was Shane Watson, was? yes, he oh, was. He's all round. Now. There you go. I proved I'm Aussie. There we go. Okay. Awesome. So let's move on to the next one. What What did you get, Trent? What did I get? Well, I took inspiration from one of our previous episodes mm. where we saw IWC's best Cabernet in the world, which oh, was the yes. Redock. Yes, Cabernet. And then um, one of the other things I hear about summer is that you got to try this thing called a sparkling Shiraz. Okay, so put the two, go- two, two together, Ridoc Kunawara and Sparkling Shiraz, Elgin Crossing, oh, non-vintage though, but must be excellent. Excellent producer if it could win yes. best cabinet in the world. Yeah. Summer, which is Sparkling Shiraz. It's a great combo. It sounds like, yeah, a power combo. Power Does couple. Does it sound like Steve War as well? Does it sound like- no, it sounds a bit like a... Um, Oh, Ma- Matthew Hayden. Matthew Hayden. <laughs> Why Matthew Hayden? <laughs> it's like, I don't know, big, strong, kind of early. Yeah, with bubbles. Bubbles, yeah, because <laughs> it's stronger, right? It's stronger as a sparkly Shiraz. Maybe with that elegance, I don't know. Like a- you, you sold me. The man in the, in the grapefruit shirt has sold it to me. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Okay, cool. So, um, the Redoc Kunarora, Elgin's Crossing. So, got it for $23. That's a bargain. Which I think is a pretty good price. Yes. Um, it was uh, fermented on skins for seven to ten days, um, twelve months in seasoned oak barrels. So reuse kind of oak barrels, and let's taste it. It does have the tasty notes of blackberries, mulberries, dark chocolate aromas, but obviously with the bubbles coming through. So here it is on the eyes. On the eyes, and so it's still quite a, it's it's clear ruby. 
Um, looks lighter than a normal Shiraz, though, right? Yeah, lighter than a normal Shiraz. Uh, I don't think there's anything else I've got to add to that. <laughs> That's probably it, right? Yeah, okay. On the On nose. On the nose. Does it smell like Shiraz? A bit more fruitier than Shiraz, isn't it? Bit more lighter fruits and a dark fruits. So maybe it's because it's because it's chilled. Yeah. Because sparkling is chilled, maybe it gives it a bit more elevated nose to it. Yeah, it's um. I'm just getting I'm just getting red berries, really. Yeah, more red berries and dark berries though, because normally Shiraz is more kind of dark fruits, right? Stewed plums. Yep. And let's let's try to taste. I'm looking forward to this because the sparkling Shiraz. Uh, I was only introduced to it last year and last summer it was fantastic. For some reason, I always thought that a sparkling Shiraz would taste a bit like Ribena, sparkling Ribena. Mm. Mm. With a bit more kind of sweetness to it. But this is... Dry. This is dry. There's... But, but it still has those kind of elements of Shiraz though to it. So I think... Yeah, I think it's the it's the sweetness. There's a touch of bitterness to it. I feel it. I don't know whether it's just me, but let me have some more. I was just thinking that it's the sweetness that I was expecting the most out of out of this, and I've had I've probably had three or four uh, sparkling shiraz in my life. Mostly. This is my first, so but, ah, I popped my cherry. You popped your, the the previous ones I've had. We're also from South Australia, but they were all quite sweet and... Overly sweet? Sickening and sweet? No, no. It was kind of like a, a nice sparkling jammy sweet. It wasn't overly sweet. Yeah. It wasn't overly Like sweet. a Ribena. Yeah, but this is, this is very dry. I feel like it hits my tongue and I'm searching for that sweetness. It kind yeah. of comes and then it goes, nah, I'm not sweet. I'm bitter. Yeah, there's a there's a tiny bit of bitterness, but it almost feels right in the middle of the. But maybe, but maybe it feels like, I don't know. Do you have food with sparkling shiraz? Or you have it by itself. When 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 we were having it, we were having it in in a backyard. It was night time, just just hanging out with a couple of mates, yeah. uh, just trying to cool down from the heat. So there wasn't yeah. there wasn't any food with it. How, how much is in the alcohol of this? Uh, it is it is fourteen percent. So. Typical Shiraz. Typical Shiraz, but it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one, I'll say. It's interesting because it doesn't match the image that I have in my mind or past experiences. It, it is, I, I get it. it it's, it's cool. It, it's sparkling, so it's a bit lighter and, and that links to summer. Mm. But kind of like the Semillon, I want a bit of, I want a bit of sweetness with it to, yeah. to, for my summertime madness yeah. on the beach. It's more summertime sadness. <laughs> summertime <laughs> That's right. Look, I, I think if we think about corkscrew ratings, I, yeah, I don't know. I think Rido and Kunawara is fantastic. This time with the sparkling, I don't exactly think it works for me. I'd probably give it a, a 6 out of 10 corkscrews. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't try it again. If I try to link it to summer as well, I do want something a bit sweeter, but but overall, just as a wine, I think I, I was expecting something else, and there was a slight bit of bitterness there um, from it. Well, what's your corkscrew rating? Uh, for me, because I'm not so much of a sweet tooth, like yep. I prefer the more bitter dark chocolates than the kind of sweet milk chocolates. So I kind of 
prefer it. I, I do like it. I think yeah. I'm giving a 7 out of 10. Um, yeah, to the point around, you know, it's personal preference again. Yes. For me, you know, I don't like things that are sickly sweet or yeah. too sweet. Yeah. Um, for me, it has those yeah, tannins and texture and the bitterness kind of, it does, it's there, but then as you drink more of it, you kind of, I don't know, it kind of like melds together and they kind of come together. And as I think about it more, yeah, it kind of grows on you, a bit like you. Yeah, it took me a while to, to infiltrate your friendship. Yeah, mm. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. We've, we've tried... The Ridoc uh, Sparkling Shiraz mm. and, and the Vat 1 Semi 1. Awesome. Two alternative wines to try for this summer. So you don't need to just stick to beer in, in the Australian summer. For summer 2024, try a wine, try one of these, or let us know in the comments below of any other wines that you recommend. Mm. As we wind it up here, did you have any last comments? Uh, I, I just think, yeah, to your point, uh, I think I feel like I'm ready for summer now. Like these ones, a bit more lighter, a bit more refreshing, colder wines. Um, I think I'm ready. I'm ready for some grapefruits, ready for some cricket, <laughs> ready for some barbies. Beautiful. Well, well, like like we said here, we're interested to learn more. Let us know what you're going to have for this summer. Here's a few recommendations on our side. And as we say here in the wind up, drink more, more try more, more, learn more. more. Thanks Thank you. All. Thank you.